Hi, Chad. Hey. This episode was quite emotional. It got pretty intense. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Not because how people might react, but because I was sharing things that weren't necessarily good. Yeah. And you never know how that's going to be received. But I think it's important to get it out there and share your perspective. Because I think most people don't get to hear that. During the episode, it's not explicitly stated, but you identify as non-binary. And your pronouns are they, them. Yeah. There is a note, there is one perfect way of being And I know that I will find it out someday And there are times when I find myself repeating Every stupid thing I swore I'd never say But I will rise, I will face the morning laughing And I'll try and find myself along the way But there are days that I keep myself from crying As I try and face another goddamn Hello and welcome to Gender Euphoria Podcast, where we amplify the voices of LGBTQ plus teens by listening to their personal stories and experiences growing up in American society. So I'm Chad. I came out on my birthday, 12th birthday. It wasn't as great as it sounds because I kind of had a breakdown. I was just tired of being called the birthday girl, so I just kind of went in my room. What reaction did you get? confusion and I remember distinctly you saying that was didn't make any sense and then I gave you an article and then you're like okay whatever that's how I reacted that's how I remember I just remember like I gave you an article about they them pronouns and then after that you were like okay it was still confusing and didn't make any sense at, at the time and at least for some people, and I remember going to school and having to tell the principal that, you know, I didn't really want to be a girl, and then having to settle with being a boy for a while. Right, when you didn't really identify with that either. Yeah, it was like a compromise, really. It was like, which one is worse? It's like the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Which, society-wise, they both kind of suck. And I'm not saying that being a man or a woman sucks, but in the society, you can end up not having a great time being either of it. Right. Because you have high expectations for both of them. Can you tell me a little bit about, before you told your family, what were you struggling with on your own? Um, I don't remember a lot because I was really depressed during that time. So when I think back on it, I don't remember a lot about my internal struggles, just the times when I was suffering the most or the times when I was happiest. I remember looking at a comic I really liked. I remember like being in my brother's room instead of my room and not being happy, happy about that. Or I remember um, self-harm that I did just things like that. And I don't remember the internal struggle. I just remember the things I did or the things I had to do or the things I dealt with. Had you opened up to anyone about this is what I'm feeling and this is how I identify or was it still kind of uh, you were unsure about how you were feeling and it was still kind of confusing and you didn't have clarity? 
it's like I knew for a while, like 75% of it, and talked about it online. But I think at, at some point, I kind of realized that it wasn't really okay to be living how I was because it just was uncomfortable. Right. So I would talk to these people online like, oh, this sucks. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And that, that would kind of be it because what, what would I do about it? So you felt at a certain point that you needed to do something about it to change your situation. Yeah, it wasn't really a choice for me to come out because at the time I was just not okay. I was upset, really upset. Right. When you did tell your family, did you feel a sense of relief or did it complicate things further? Just anxiety. I don't remember a lot about how I felt, but I knew I was really, really anxious. In what ways? I didn't know how you guys would react. I know you tried your hardest to be open, but there are some things that you just didn't explicitly say, yes, I'm okay with this. So I didn't know. It's like if I came to you and I said, I want to be a furry. I want to dress in a fursuit and draw furry animals. And you would be like, I don't know what a furry is. So I never anticipated that I would have to tell you that I'd be okay with that. So how would you know that you'd have to tell me at some point that you'd be okay with it. Right. I see what you're saying. Because there, you're right. There was a lot of confusion from my end when it came to being trans or trans issues. I was definitely out of my element. I didn't understand it. I wasn't familiar with it. You know, my knowledge and my experience was very limited. And so as you're stepping into this, I kind of found myself scrambling for information, but also trying to give you what you need. I probably responded, okay, because I was like, well, I don't know much about this yet to say, but I knew that this was important to you. And I didn't want to make it like a big deal. Because, you know, there, if there were moments where, you know, one of you came out and said, oh, I'm, I'm gay, I would have been like, okay, it wasn't something I was afraid of. It wasn't like, oh my God, my child is is this now, and I've always imagined them to be that. You know, it was like, oh, this is like another new thing I'm learning about you that I didn't know before. Maybe this is just me, but I think the coolest part about having children is that you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's definitely interesting, and it makes your life much less boring. Yeah, it's like... I like that random chance, and I know, of course, it's not going to be a ride in the park, but I know that it would be very interesting to have a child and then have that child turn out to be something that is completely unique and also, like, from your perspective, kind of random. This could have been anything, and it decided to be this. It just turned out to be this. And that is awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, it is. I mean, I've learned to really appreciate the differences you and your siblings each have. And you've all taught me something about parenting, about human nature, um, about not just tolerance, but acceptance, genuine acceptance. And you've forced me to learn more about the world and about people that I otherwise would probably not have encountered, at least not in such a personal way. And you've challenged me to get outside of my own thinking and to try to put myself in someone else's shoes. And so it it forced me out of my comfort zone of like, all right, I've got this, you know, I've been parenting for a while. I, I, I think I, I think I got the hang of this. 
and you learn in the hardest way possible that you're not ready for it. You think you're doing everything you should do. And, and I didn't understand how I was saying things that were uh, invalidating to you and hurtful to you and just sometimes just not helpful. Navigating those things was difficult. Looking back at how far we've come. What are things you think I did wrong and what are some things you think that I did right? Just as a heads up to, to other parents who are also going through this. I don't mean to pat you on the back. I know. I'm saying I'm struggling <laughs> to find things. This ties into mental health as well. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of things that we do as parents that are invalidating, and they do affect everything else that you're dealing with. So that's fine. You can say what you think that I didn't do well. I think the most important thing is to listen and understand and to kind of put aside your judgment I think when your child says that they're not doing okay, you should listen. You should give them the space to learn and change and grow. And also give them space to figure out themselves. I don't think anyone should assume things of their child. Everything they learn comes from their environment. And everything that they figure out about themselves, that that comes slowly sometimes. It can come fast and it can come slow. I think somebody shouldn't assume things of their child unless they vocally said it. Because there have been times where I wasn't ready to come out. There have been times where I was completely ready and other people weren't. And I think, I think one of the important things is to go at the pace of your child. You don't want to force them out of the closet and you don't want to put them in it. Because ultimately it's their life. And at least from a society standpoint, they're already being told in a lot of ways that what they're doing is not okay. Understand that your criticisms, they might have thought of those before. Doctors will tell them beforehand that what they're doing might not be reversible, that surgery is irreversible. So sometimes they might ask for somebody who understands. It's likely your child would understand that if the doctor is telling them, it's likely they're going to listen to that. They're a doctor. Right. There are chances where they don't listen. There are there are children who don't think things through. But in the case of this, most of society is telling them that what they're doing is irreversible. And most of society is telling them they shouldn't do it because they might regret it. So they don't need to hear it from their parents too. Yes, and if you think that your child doesn't know, if they show doubt that this is irreversible, then yes, remind them, but be careful because you don't want to be just another voice telling them not to. The chance of them regretting it is less than 10%. You know, I don't know that there's a lot of um, information on that, or at least it's not made available as much as, say someone who regrets it both of it is important Um, you should be aware of the risks yes but also understand that there's a lot more people out there who don't regret it right and that's really not what's most important yeah 
What's most important isn't, are they going to regret it later? What's most important is, are you giving your child what they need right now? Yeah. Because children are going to do things that they regret later. But they're going to remember that their parents supported them through that time. And it's also important that your children come out of it knowing that they made the choice to do something, not their parents, that they led the way. Yeah. And I've tried to do that, especially with this, is to let you decide what happens and what doesn't. And a lot of that was through the support of counselors and doctors who were also advocates for you who said, well, I want to know what Chad thinks and I want to know what Chad wants and we're going to decide, you know, how to proceed according to what Chad needs. And that kind of helped me to remind myself, okay, this isn't about my feelings, this is about Chad's feelings. And it may seem silly, like, why do you need reminding of that? But, you know, I think as parents, we oftentimes want to jump in and make the choices and make the decisions and... um, And then talk to the kid later about, well, this is why I made that decision. But, you know, there comes a time in your child's life when you need to back away from that position of of doing for them and start doing with them and then start supporting them while they live their life. And it's a slow transition of backing away from the decision-making. Yeah. And I think that is, I, I can understand why that's very difficult for parents. But it is very important, especially with kids who are trans, that the parents behave in a validating way. I think that there are a lot of times where I tried to jump in and fix the problem or find a solution or give you advice. And all you really needed was for me to listen and to empathize, maybe a hug maybe to listen and just say what you're feeling right now is completely understandable. Regretfully, there were times where I would say, well, you shouldn't be so upset by that. And that is so invalidating. I don't think parents often realize that we're so focused on our child being happy all the time that we're not letting them be upset when they, when they should be. It's like saying, you're overreacting and and you shouldn't be feeling this way when really we all deal with that kind of thing we get upset too as adults and we have to kind of process those emotions and figure out how we're going to proceed yeah i guess advice would be to let your child lead because it's their life be supporting be loving be caring know that they're not alone yeah you should be there to help them This has been Gender Euphoria Podcast. Special thanks to the Yellow Dresses for our intro and outro music, Tummy in the Blood. If you or someone you love is in need of support, please visit the resources listed in our episode notes. You can find us on Twitter with at Gen Euphoria Pod. If you're interested in being featured on our show, email us at gendereuphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.